What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the UFC State of the Union podcast. My name is Brian Vosper. I am the host. This is episode 60. In this episode, we're going to recap the Sean Strickland versus DDP cards a little bit ago now, and then we're going to go into our predictions for the card tomorrow, which is going to be Imavov versus Dolice at the Apex. Also, I'm going to, you know, go over, you know, my opinions, what I really think, you know, I think the main thing that's been going on right now with UFC 300, what's potentially that main event. I've kind of talked about this in the past a little bit in some episodes, um, like, you know, just like what I think the super fight is, but there's a one fight that, you know, I've been kind of thinking more and more lately, I think it's going to be the fight they actually go with. And there's an there's actually another option they could also go with. So I'm going to let's go back in time. We're going to go to this Sean Strickland card versus DDP. I'm going to start with the main event. If I'm being honest, I thought I thought Sean Strickland won this fight. Um, you know, at the end of the card, well, post fight pressers. Um, even Dana was talking about, you know, how 2-2 going into round five. Um, it felt like it really came down to that last round and Sean got it. If you look back at the scorecards, two judges had DDP winning rounds two, three, and four. It, it was a close fight, but I don't think DDP had three rounds in a row that he won. And so I, I, I really think it was coming down to that last round. Um, Sean had one, one round and then I think most of them were going one, two, five for Sean, but yeah, that was the kind of thing. I don't think DDP won three rounds in a row there to, you know, just have it in the bag going into round five. Um, so I, th- I honestly thought it was two, two coming down to that last round and, you know, Sean, I think, you know, there definitely are some adjustments Sean could have made. I felt like he wasn't, you know, he, you know, with a guy, you know, as powerful as DDP, you know, he can put your lights out. You know, I felt like Sean wasn't put putting on the pressure as much. Um, you know, he did talk about how that headbutt did mess up his vision. He had a lot of blood dripping in his eye, and then probably that was throwing him off, combined with, you know, obviously not wanting to get caught by a bomb at the same time. But, um, but yeah, I really think, you know, Sean's in an interesting spot now because I feel like – you know, I think the rematch does make sense because I really feel like he kind of, you know, there there have definitely been worse robberies, but I, I really felt like he did win that fight. Um, but then there's kind of like, you know, it's kind of a lot of interesting things you can do now um, because one thing that kind of adds some storyline to this is Pereira was in his corner um, and you kind of saw that like stare, stare down that Pereira does. And even after the fight, Pereira tweeted, he's like, maybe one more rodeo at 185. And and DDP was also cool with it. DDP also, you know, wanted to fight Izzy at 300. Um, So there's kind of like a lot of options here, you know, where, you know, potentially on that UFC 300 card, you know, we're thinking it's Izzy Pereira 3. That's one of the options. Now you might have DDP Izzy. Um, You could throw the rematch. Um, you know, there's options, maybe even like, you know, an Izzy Kamzat, you know, cause they were saying Kamzat would get the winner of Strickland versus DDP. But I honestly, at this point, now that DDP won, I, I, I think Kamzat kind of, Kamzat's kind of been shooting himself in the foot a lot. I'm being honest. I feel like that guy's been every time a new champ, like, like gets there, he's calling him out. And then he's like 
being unprofessional and missing weight and doing all this weird stuff. And so I think he kind of hurt himself. He's going to definitely get a big fight next for sure, but I don't think he's title shot next at 185. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a lot of interesting things you could do. I think, you know, what what I think is probably going to happen, um, I think you're either going to see um, – Maybe a Izzy DDP just because, you know, they also talked about that same week that they were going to do a UFC Africa this year. So I feel like that fight makes sense on that card. But at the same time, you know, Strickland beat Izzy pretty, pretty definitively. I mean, he went to his turf and beat him by decision without even shooting any takedowns, outstruck him. So, I mean, also Strickland has a, you know, the, the thing there where, you know, you know, with how he beat Izzy, you know, he might have a, a step up on Izzy there to get the, that rematch. But I don't know. There's there's a lot of things you could do there. And so it's going to be interesting um, seeing what they do on 300. I don't think that's going to be the, the super fight, like a combo of like, you know, DDP Strickland, DDP Izzy. I don't think that's the super fight. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what you do. Um, you also have, you know, Ian Gary been calling out like Sean Strickland, how he's like wanting to do that. I really think everyone's on the same side, you know, everyone wants to see Ian Gary just get starched. That's what we're all praying for. Hopefully Jeff Neal gets it done because that guy, geez, man, he just always just opened his mouth. Just getting a little wild. Yep, and then I'll just keep going. You know, I'll start from kind of you know I went to the main event. I'll kind of go from the bottom up. You know, some car, some fights that you know really kind of stood out here. Good performances. Um, Jess Davizius got it done. Um, Jimmy Flick, um, Robertson was able to get the KO. Um, you know that CD versus Tavares fight. That was kind of that that fight was pretty wild. But I feel like they got that one wrong, and that was kind of going into even if I want to relate that to the the main event. There were some fights on here that went to decision where it was uh, some of the scorecards getting read. It was a little dicey. Uh, the CD versus Tavares fights, I, I thought CD won for sure. Um, and then they gave it to Tavares. I didn't, I didn't like that. Uh, I forgot about this actually. Jordan versus Woodson, um, where Bruce Buffer basically used the first name. <laughs> I think, I think he said it sounded like he said Sean Jordan. <laughs> um, or um yeah or, or charles woodson he he basically like combined the name i forgot how how he did it but that's why both guys were like really confused like wait did you win did i win um because it definitely did sound like he like meshed the names a little together um but yeah that was interesting um katana got got it done oh wait actually no actually no armfield got it done sorry my memory yeah I, i'm let me let me double check this. Yeah, Armfield got it done versus Katana. So that's kind of yeah. So there were there were definitely some um there were some upsets in this one. Um then you go but <laughs> the upsets that really the Canadian the Canadians were getting um the, the Canadian males were getting not not doing too well this card. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I think they went 0 for 8 on this um if that's the right number how many there were um i remember seeing a post about that but um then we go into the main main card uh allen versus evluiv evluiv got it done 
man, this guy, this guy's really good, but I feel like just, you know, I really somewhere down the line, I want to see him go against, you know, Diego Lopez again, if Diego Lopez can make his way back up. Cause I feel like that's the guy that the style he was able to show. There are some, there are some holes in Evelyn's game where, you know, if you can like, he, you can submit him. He got insanely close. I mean, granted he didn't get the submission, but he got pretty freaking close on multiple occasions, and I really think Diego Lopez should have won. Um, but I think that's the style to counter Evluiv. You need someone that has a, a lot of submission threats um, to really counter him. And I think you know, I think sooner or later someone might get him in something because he does put him in some, sometimes put himself in some tricky situations where he almost gets caught. And so, yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Um, but yeah, now he's in the. I want to see Allen. Yeah, now he's going to be. He's probably going. Evlu is probably in a top five next. Um, Chris Curtis gets it done. That was a great fight. Oh, man, this, I, I'm on the same side as him. Um, you know, and Strickland. You know, I feel like Dominic Cruz. Man, I don't know why. Um, if I'm being honest, just if you just look at the comments sections, whenever they bring up the commentary and how it's kind of like biased, whenever. Um, Cruz is on the, on the desk. I really think they should, I think they should move on from Cruz because every single time it's either you hear kind of some stuff that's just way biased. Um, like, you know, they're favoring one fighter or just really, they were really hating on like Chris Curtis a lot in the DDP Strickland fight. They were just really fan in DDP. Um, you got a lot of that going on. And then, you know, whenever they put Cruz with Bisbing, you have to deal with him arguing with Bisbing the whole time. It's like, I really think they should move on from Cruz. Just go, you know, there are a lot of, lot of good options you can go, but I just feel like uh, whenever it's Cruz, it just kind of, I, I feel bad for Chris Curtis. Cause yeah, like he was getting, you know, for some, whatever reason to just, I don't know, Cruz are just kind of going at him. On the mic, just a lot of critiquing. It's just it's kind of kind of messed up, in my opinion. Um, so I, I really want to see Chris Curtis. Um, I really think he can get back. And um, like I want to see him fight, you know. he. You have to remember, he did KO Brendan Allen. I really think, you know, you could give Chris Curtis a top 10. I really think... That's like the route maybe they should go. Get Try to get him, start moving him back up there because he has the talent. And uh, if you look at, you know, Brendan Allen's going to start fighting um, higher up now. So you can't forget about that that win that he got. That was a that was a big one that Chris Curtis got. Um, Magny versus Malat. Oh, my goodness. This was ridiculous. Malat had the win. And then, oh, my goodness. This is just um, the typical, um, you know, you can't let, you know, you can't let the veteran rally back with like momentum like that. Um, I think just Magny's one of those fighters that, you know, he has so much experience. Um, I don't, I don't see him like, you know, getting up to, you know, the title, but he's one of those perfect fighters in the mix that, you know, very good like gatekeeper role you know where like fighters like this that want to crack and get get into that top 10 if they make if they make some mistakes they start gassing stuff like that they're they're those fighters that have so much experience that they're gonna make you pay and that's exactly what happened in this fight where you know Malat made a stupid mistake he's really tired and then 
Magnus is able to capitalize and get it done. And, you know, he was probably, Malaw was probably a minute, I want to say it was like 30, 20 seconds from winning the fight. Um, probably he was definitely losing that last round, but I, if I'm going off memory, I think he was up, I think he was up two rounds. Um, and so yeah, last 20 seconds, he, yeah, he loses. So that was, that was wild. And then the co-main, you know, I really think, you know, one thing, one fight that got announced recently, um, you know, PFL, um, you know, they couldn't hold on to Kayla Harrison. So Kayla Harrison's fighting, um, Holly Holm at 135. On, that's going to be on UFC 300. So kind of going a little, kind of like a new age version of, if you kind of want to compare it, a new age version of kind of Ronda Rousey. It's kind of what they're trying to, in my opinion, kind of like what that fight stylistically looks like with, um, you know, with um, Her- Kayla Harrison versus Holly Holm. Stylistically, that's what that fight looks like. I think Kayla, if the weight cut goes well, I think she'll get that fight. To- I think she'll win that fight. But one thing that's really interesting here is, you know, 135, now that Raquel Pennington's champ, I mean, that wasn't the highest skill level, that fight, being honest. I really think that there are a lot of openings here for um, fighters to go become double champ or, you know, there are some definitely, like, thinking about, you know, I think Shevchenko is in actually a really good spot. I think if Shevchenko were to, you know, right now, if she wanted to go back up to like, go up to 135, you know, take out Juliana Pena, she has a win over Juliana Pena, um, or go for that belt, I think, you know, the le- the skill level up th- at the top there, I, I think, you know, there are a lot of options there. I feel like, you know, Kayla Harrison, you know, if she can get past Holly Holm, the grappling threat she she has, I think she also, you know, could get could become champ there as well depending i mean we did see you know in the pacheco fight you know there are some holes to her game that's that's her first loss but you also have to remember that i mean that weight class doesn't exist in the usc so they're they're a lot bigger and so it's gonna be interesting to see how you know how um kayla harrison looks at 135 and so yeah 135 is gonna be interesting seeing what happens in the title picture there but um now we're going to go into kind of my predictions for tomorrow night. Um, going into, you know, let me pull it up. So Delisa versus Imabov. Some pretty good fights on here. Um, let's see here. So let's see here. Starting at the, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm just like looking at this on Google right now, like pulled up and oh my gosh, there were like a lot of cancellations when they were like in making this card. I think, um, oh man, there's some interesting ones. So, Them- Thembo Garimbo versus uh, Pete Rodriguez. That one's gonna. That Pete Rodriguez is really good. That one's gonna be. That one's gonna be a really good fight. Lee Jung Young versus Blake Builder. Ten and one versus eight and one. Um, Akat Maksum versus Char- Charles Johnson. Who that guy's probably. Someone tells me that guy's probably one of the top favorites. Seventeen and zero versus thirteen and six. Molly McCann making her debut at strawweight uh, versus Diana Belbita. That's going to be interesting seeing how Mo- Molly McCann. I think that was kind of um, at the heavier weight class. Uh, I've talked about that in past episodes. You know, um, Molly McCann struggled against grapplers in the past. And, you know, maybe going down to a lighter weight class, you know, maybe that'll help with, with that, you know, because she did go on that tear. But um, I feel like, you know, 
they they started throwing some grapplers back at her as kind of like a test you know let's see like okay let's see you know your level of improvement with grapplers and kind of showed like you know that still kind of is the area she definitely needs some improvement but moving down and wait we'll see what happens maybe she's gonna go back on another tear um she weighed in pretty healthy so it's gonna be a good one going into the main card there are some there are some good fights here um Mahmoud Muradov that guy looks scary but he's going against this guy I've never seen this guy fight if I'm being honest um Kishbriev I probably just completely butchered that 14 and 0 um that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a good fight I can tell um Viviana Arujo versus Natalia Silva that's gonna be a good good one as well Muslim Salikov versus Randy Brown something tells me someone's getting KO'd there Money Moicano versus Drew Dober someone's also getting KO'd there let's be honest I think Moicano's gonna get caught um but also he's been looking really good too i don't know maybe i mean we did see drew dober get caught by frivola a little but also at the same time he's rebounded with a win so i mean it's um moicano's got to be careful here if he comes out ultra aggressive and gets caught by drew dober and then the main event delice versus imavob i think delice is going to get this done um but that's also another another good fight um, twelve and two versus twelve and four. It's kind of one of those ones. I, I something tells me probably the odds are pretty even on that. But um, yeah, going back into what I think, you know, what do I think is maybe going to happen on UFC three hundred, the main event? I've been leaning a lot more towards. I really think it might be um, McGregor versus Nate Diaz three. I really think you know, you know, Chandler's been waiting forever to fight McGregor, but. You know, I think this is just kind of a thing that just happened where Nate Diaz, his voice, he wants to fight on 300. You know, McGregor wants to fight on 300. That trilogy has to happen at some point, and stylistically, that's the type of fight you want on UFC 300, where both guys are going to stand and bang. And stylistically, in my opinion, you know, I'm not saying, you know, Nate Diaz is the harder, f- I mean, it's the easier fight or the harder fight, but um, what I am saying is, you know, Chandler stylistically requires probably more preparation for Connor because there is that wrestling threat. You probably know that you, McGregor, that Chandler's probably going to, if, if he's fu- not going full-blown entertainer, he's probably going to do in round one what he did in the Poirier fight, which was he fought fought that fight pretty smart in the mini. He shot a takedown, threw Poirier off, and he actually did fight it. I mean, Chandler did awesome in that fight until you know the very end when he tried to go freaking WWE suplex, and then he got himself caught in a submission. But, um... That's where I feel like he can, if he does that to Connor, especially if it's at a higher weight class, he could drain Connor really easily in the early rounds and then potentially, you know, get something done. Whereas if Connor fights Nate Diaz, he's fought him twice already, you know, if you, if you shoot a takedown on him, you know, or do something like that, you know, obviously, you know, and you're really tired, obviously, Nate Diaz, he's got crazy high jujitsu he's gonna make you pay for that and he's gonna he's gonna submit you or he's gonna go for that submission but realistically it's probably gonna be like the second fight mcgregor nate diaz three it's gonna be you know they're just gonna stand a bang and so i really think 
that's what would be an amazing UFC 300 main event. It's the biggest money fight you can do. It makes perfect sense. You could also, if you really wanted to break every pay-per-view record, you put that as the main event. Um, There have also been rumors, you know, a way you could make it the main event. There have been rumors talking about they might introduce some new weight classes. And you know if they introduce a new weight class, McGregor is probably... Someone you want to, they're going to try to hook him up with a belt. So they might introduce, you know, let's say a 165 weight class. Um, maybe some, maybe a 175 something, you know. that's I could see them doing that. Um, now McGregor's fighting for a belt. And McGregor, Nate Diaz 3 with a new weight class belt on the line. That could be really interesting. Um, and then also... You know, I think you could potentially do co-main if they went Izzy Pereira three. Um, you know, I, I'd really like to, you know to see you know Pereira versus Hill, but and Pereira said he has his next opponent lined up. Hill did put on Instagram that you know he had like he's re- he's he's back. So I mean, maybe that's the that's the person he's gonna fight. But I mean, if we're talking, you know, you want to break every pay per view record. Imagine what the just those two fights alone, and then if you look at US three hundred, what it is so far. If you had New McGregor DS three introduce new weight class, maybe like a one sixty five pound belt is on the line. Izzy Pereira three is your co main, and then you just look at everything else on three hundred so far. I'm just gonna pull it up real quick. Everything else we got. So far, you got the BMF belt. You got Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. Weili Zhang versus Yan Xiaonan title shot. Oliveira versus Sarukian number one contender fight. Jiri versus Rakic. Aljamain Sterling versus Calvin Cater. Bo Nichols on here versus Brundage. Davison Figueredo versus Cody Garbrandt. Holly Holm versus Kayla Harrison. Sadiq Yusuf versus Diego Lopez. Andrade versus Marina Rodriguez. Bobby Green versus Jim Miller is the first fight (laughs) to open this card up. (laughs) Like, imagine if you freaking did that. Like, you added to that. You did a McGregor DS3 and Izzy Pereira 3. Like, that that card would be the most ridiculous pay-per-view destroyer if you were to somehow pull that off. Um, So that's that's my predictions on what UFC 300 is is gonna be because you know dana did say you know he's getting he's getting trolled beyond belief with the oil um you know it's gonna be something that really wows everyone i think nate diaz3 mcgregor with a new belt on the line would 100 percent do that so yeah that's kind of that's gonna be my my episode for today guys i appreciate you guys listening um if you want to send me any questions or anything you know you want me to cover for the podcast it's ufc state of the union at gmail.com uh feel free to also you know you can also message my personal it's um instagram it's just bvosp or you can message me on tiktok as well it's uh ufc state of the union so thanks so much for listening guys hope you're having a great night have a great weekend see ya